We overthought this. You have a decision to make. Okay. <laughs> what am I calling you? Because I'm going to start calling you by your name, and you're just going to have to, like, tell all your famous friends. Um, sorry, our business is about to be in these streets. Let's just use our first names. Okay, great. Christian, fantastic. Oh, I, it was gonna I was going to have to keep having, like, a verbal stumble over saying your name, and it was going to start to get on my nerves. How has your week been? You went to a concert the other day. <gasps> I went. Okay, this is the thing. I went to Kirk Franklin concert. It was like an outdoor thing, and there was a lot of conflict in me because part of me felt like a fraud because there's a lot of people who are genuinely like, "Oh wow, praise God!" Like this is so litty for Jesus, and I was kind of like, "Wow, this is really like I'm having a nostalgia moment." Because I was really enjoying it. He's really good at hyping everybody up and being very exciting. His dancing was really, um, he's a lot. His energy is a lot, but I enjoyed it. But um, I also did feel like a fraud. And he, I probably th- felt your, your, he probably felt your, your heathen spirit oh, in the God. crowd. <laughs> no, but I, I had fun. I'm surprised that I had as much fun as I did, but I enjoyed it. He's, he's, he's has some, you know, he has some... As the kids say, he has some bangers. Oh, that's some that bangers it, for Jesus. I, you know what? I can only dream of seeing Kurt Franklin. You can I only like... dream. I mean, I saw him for, <laughs> I saw him for free. So, it is a possible dream. It's an attainable dream. He's just wandering around doing free concerts in parks. I went to see <laughs> Tom Mish the other day. Okay, we get and it. wait a minute. But Your here's the better. thing. I was so shocked that you even knew who Tom Mish was. What? Are you calling me uncultured? <laughs> I mean, you talked about... I mean, I guess his music isn't chill. You have this thing about chill music. But I just prefer music that calms me down. But I did hear... What's that song he has? There's another one from that same album that I can't remember the name of. Geography? No, I'm going to look it up. But I, re- I heard it on a playlist on Spotify, and it was so catchy. And I was like, who is this? I'm moving and I'm grooving, and oh, yeah. uh, I enjoyed he's, he's it. Fun. I was very he's shocked fun. to find out he was white. No offense to white people, but I was. You shocked. know, there's something in their water <laughs> these days. What? There's something in their water. They're, they're sounding wa- more and more interesting. Was it really good though? It was. It was fantastic. How I did came. You go home, for well, free? actually, I don't want to give away what I do. I mean, I give away what I do. I'm. I. I <laughs> Oh, yeah, you can't tell. I'm an accountant. Oh, and, um, yeah, that's true. Yeah. What a beautiful testimony. Yeah, it's, it's, it's wonderful. <laughs> no, I'm not actually, I'm not actually a, an accountant. Um, but I wish I was at this point. What, would it be Because that's easier? how miserable my life is. Oh, my God. <laughs> Anyways. Are you uh, happy to know? You know how they, they say in church, happiness and joy are two different things. And joy is like deep, deep down in your spirit. And happiness is um, 
like a fleeting thing. Right. I don't think, I think happiness is like kind of the little bits of like positivity that propel you to keep going through the day. Mm. And then you just have a baseline of just no emotion whatsoever. It's not like you're unemotional. You just aren't feeling anything in particular. Anyway, Mm. that's how I feel about that. Anyways, you know, today we're going to ask ourselves this question. Because we still haven't decided what this podcast is because we don't invest enough time to figure that out. (laughs) I think that over time, naturally, it's going to happen. Yes, but for now, we're just going to ask each other um, questions that are philosophically based. And then we're just going to try to answer them. Because we are both um, uneducated people. (laughs) We don't actually know anything about philosophy in a real sense, but we think about things a lot. So, Right. Um, so the question we're asking ourselves today is, what is the best way for a person to attain happiness? Peace, to me, peace is a f- much more comfortable place to be than happy. Happiness is... A, is at least the instance of happiness is very um, hard for me to hold on to. And that's why I prefer not to necessarily be happy because I feel like when things make me happy, I know that it's a temporary thing. And then I get kind of miserable, pre-miserable, because I know that happiness, that thing that's going to make me so happy is going to go away. So automatically, I jump to feeling sad, that that thing's going to be over before it even happens because I'm a crazy person. Like, every time I would, like, in the past couple years when I fly out to California, I'm just like, oh, I'm so excited, but I stop myself from being too happy because I'm like, it'll be over eventually, and maybe this time it will be such a terrible trip that they'll, like, be like, please stop coming and staying in our home, and then it'll be over, and then I'll be truly unhappy. So it's like... I'm preempting my own, like, happiness and, like, stopping it because I don't like the fleetingness that is happiness. So I'd rather just be calm and at peace with whatever's happening to me instead of seeking happiness, if that makes any sense. Yeah, we've we've actually talked about this before because I have the exact same way of thinking about things, positive things that will happen in my life. Are, can sometimes be a little bit difficult to really experience because I'm too busy thinking about all the hidden caveats of that thing. Like when my parents, when I graduated high school and my parents got me as a graduation gift, I'm so spoiled. <laughs> wow, you're so loved. Wow, what's I'm so like? loved. I'm just, I'm so wow. blessed. Um, my parents got me my first car. Oh, yeah. I remember having this rush of, like this, this, um, initial rush of excitement but I wasn't able to really live in that emotion for very long because I was I was thinking about well now I'm indebted to my parents in in some kind of way or (laughs) or or now it's like there's just this implied sort of responsibility or like this could go wrong I'm probably going to smash it into a wall (laughs) within the next within the first few months of my ownership of this car yep I'm just going to prepare myself for that I can't let myself be too high off of this because I don't want to fall that far. 
Exactly. Which, when I when I'm like even um, last weekend when I was driving up to see my friend, so I was really happy because I was like, oh, I'm gonna get to hang out and chill. But it's weird because when I'm too happy in my head, it's like there's something in my head telling me you're too happy. You need to calm down. And then I tried to ignore that voice, and I'm like dancing in my car and just really trying to be. I'm trying to expel the voice in my head that's telling me to relax, but. Sometimes I can get rid of her, and sometimes she shuts up. But most of the time, it's still there. Like even as I'm celebrating, I'm still like, relax. It's not that. It's not that happy of a situation. And eventually, it'll be over. So you need to calm down. Or when I'm having like a really good day, I become way more intentional of my physical actions, because I'm like, oh God, I'm having a really great day. I bet you I'm gonna fall down the stairs and break my ankle. And then I won't be able to work out, and then I'll get even fatter than I already am, and then I'll be really unhappy. So then I start, then I start like taking the stairs really carefully, being really careful while I'm driving. So yeah, I become very intense, like very aware of my own overly happy feelings, and that's the only, that's the only emotion I think I do that with. Because when I'm feeling quite sad or upset or like. Actually, no, that's not true. Anger, I usually try to get rid of that as soon as possible because that's a very uncomfortable emotion. But um, but happiness I'm, is the one that I try to temper the most for some reason. I feel like I know the reason, but I won't discuss it here. <laughs> oh, oh, do share. No, no, that's okay. No, the, don't, don't share, please. <laughs> don't sh- please don't share. We want no this to have some sort of problem. semblance of... <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, um, wait, hold on. But I, I, let me officially give an answer to the question. Okay. My own answer, anyways. What is the best way for a person to attain happiness? I think having a fundamental understanding of what happiness is is probably the best way to to attain happiness in a non-material way, but understanding that happiness is not permanent and it's just kind of like an intoxicating emotional state that you're going to come down from. And so not getting addicted to the feeling of constantly being fulfilled that way mm-hmm. is, to me, the best way to attain. Like, you can't attain happiness. You have to understand happiness. It seems easier to understand it than to try to attain it. And then you can manage it. Your expectations of being happy better. Yeah. That makes sense. I think, <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, at first I thought about, I think my first initial instinctive thought was oh okay what is the best way for a person to be content in life and I think that we can that's a separate not conversation but that's a separate question that we can ask in this podcast actually hello um (laughs) but I don't know I just simply just don't take yourself too seriously because let me not try not to become like nihilistic and dark right now yeah try really hard i'm, I'm really gonna challenge myself right now think um oh, so okay so you don't think that happiness is something to attain or is it something you think people should try to maintain i feel like happiness is something that you can experience like on a day-to-day moment-to-moment kind of situation um happiness is probably what like in in, in the term of being able to just experience things on your day-to-day life that you enjoy that cause you to not want to jump off of a bridge. We do not Whether encourage it be... you to jump off any bridges, by the way. But don't do... I mean, you know, that's a, that was a joke. 
That was a joke. Don't actually jump off any bridges unless you're, you know, a bungee Stop. jumper or something. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Then, you know, for thrills. Then That's go something crazy. that people do to be happy, I think, right? Is that why people jump off of things like that? I don't know. I think so. I, well, I think so. And I, I feel like Netflix. See, here's the thing. I don't, I don't watch Netflix. I wish I for did. For some reason. But it would be great if I did because it okay, would, make, it would so probably make what, me happy if I got into it. What is something that makes you happy? Something like that something makes me happy. that, something that's non-material that you pursue that makes you happy. You know what I love? Oh boy! Do not say sparkling ice, else I'm disconnected. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, that's an adjacent thing, <laughs> but time alone Oof, makes amen. me very happy. Yes, agreed. Like just time to be able to lie in my bed. After I've accomplished something, I feel like I have to accomplish something to earn that time. I'm the type of person where I tend to, like, try to earn my right to go to bed. <laughs> um, which is so ridiculous. you feel more like, a, you feel happier when you go to bed if you accomplish something? Yeah, accomplishing something is another thing that makes me happy. Another experience in this life. Um, a better question to ask. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Is what do you think the best way to attain just contentment in life is? Um, oh, you know what? Probably not trying to pursue happiness. Wow, that sounds backwards. Wow. Uh, <laughs> only because to me, happiness is a fleeting thing. And I feel like the pursuit of happiness has our... Well, part of the, our country says that. That's, like, our motto or whatever. But I just feel like the pursuit of happiness, I mean, I guess it depends on what you're pursuing to be happy. Because right. if it's something, like, if it's something that, that you, once you attain it, you can ma maintain it, and it continues throughout your life, that's one thing. Like, if, if pursuing a relationship makes you happy, that's good to me because then... If you work on that relationship and you're happy with that person, then that can be long-lasting uh, happiness as much as a human can make another human happy. But if your pursuit of happiness is to have, like, Kim Kardashian's face, that's not, that's not, that's a temporary pursuit of happiness that will eventually disappoint you because you'll get old and your face will fall off. Right. So, but I mean... Who am I to judge whose happiness is what? But I just feel like if you're going to pursue something as fleeting as happiness can be, then it should be something where, like, yeah, this makes me miserable sometimes, but as a whole, when I think about it, I enjoy, I like it, I enjoy it. I think being okay with where you are right now mm -hmm. is a huge key, and that's, like, really challenging sometimes. Very. Um, especially, like, in your early to mid-20s, or really anywhere in life, just because I feel like growing up, it was a constant barrage of, you're going to do great, you're going to do this, and you're going to go here, here, and here, you're going to go to this college and have this, this, you know, career, and all of this stuff is going to happen. And then when it doesn't happen within that time frame that you were given, you're kind of like, well, I'm going to go jump off a bridge. <laughs> Wow, with why no bungee cord. <laughs> I oh wow. You know what? I'm gonna not make a comment on that, but you know, good luck <laughs> jumpers. 
bungee cord jumpers, not the other kind. Get off God. the bridge. You know what's really funny to me is that people is people who say that traveling makes them happy. This is going to be really slanderous, um, and I'm not really trying to disrespect people who say that traveling makes them happy. Not saying I don't want to travel and see beautiful things. I would love to if I had money, um, but I just don't. It feels like such a... Well, there's a lot of people I know, actually, who love traveling, and they're really great people, and they have learned a lot in their traveling. But then there's the other side of it where people are like, oh, my God, I just, I love adventures. Like, every other post on a dating website will say, like, I just want someone who can go on random adventures with me. Right. And I'm like, where are you going exactly? You don't, do you work during the week? What kind of, like, who... Who has time, except for rich people, who has time to take genuinely spontaneous adventures? Right. Poor people can't do that. I mean, there's Target, which oh, is Oh, well, I will say that a spontaneous Target run is very exciting for me personally. Oh, yeah. Just because there's something really, like, satisfying about wandering around Target. I hate, this is the thing. I hate Does shopping. Target make you happy? Target makes me happy. You know what? Yeah. Target makes me happy. You know what else <laughs> makes me happy? I actually made a list. <clears throat> Grocery stores that have self-checkout genuinely makes me so happy because I don't mm. have to interact with cashiers. Oh, my good Yes. I, I get, like, this weird anxiety. It, it doesn't happen as much, but I do not like to have to interact with cashiers because a lot of times they'll try to be friendly. And I get really... Like, people will try to make jokes with me and unless I'm in a ex- extremely happy like weird outgoing mood that's the only way I'll be able to do the small talk like witty back and forth with people otherwise I'm sitting there trying to like conjure up something funny to say in my head and by the time I think of it it's too late the moment has passed <laughs> and the other day I was buying groceries and this older uh this older African American gentleman uh, was behind me, and I finished paying for my food, and then he was like, he's like, you got this? Like, ask, saying, oh, you're paying for my groceries? And I'm sure there was, like, a really witty thing I could have said, but I was just kind of like, ah, I'm really broke. <laughs> and I was so embarrassed. <laughs> I was so embarrassed that I said that. I was like, wow, Janelle, you worm. You don't belong outside. You shouldn't have even come outside today. It was such a stupid thing to say. Like, I literally told him I'm poor. What What kind of... What? I, I can relate. I can relate. I, there was... I, I think of the same sort of thing when I'm going to, like, Chipotle. Yeah. Where it's like, I, I could really be craving Chipotle that day, but the Well, let me just say inter- that there's nothing that could stop me from going to Chipotle if I'm craving Chipotle. The face-to-face interaction that's required to get my wonderful burrito bowl is enough to stop me sometimes. Wow. Yeah, because, I mean, I'm the kind of person... Wow, I'm about to... People are about to think You're about some, to expose yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm the kind of guy who, like... I've never been to the grocery store in sweats. Oh, you... Yes, you have to dress up for all of your outdoor excursions. But I'm... It's, it's almost like I'm in bondage to that. To your fashion like, sense? I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a slave to my metrosexuality. If Chipotle implemented drive through Oh, wow. That would change Can my life. Can you imagine? That would change everything. Wow. 
We should use this platform just to start a petition. Hey, Chipotle, drive through. I know your business is struggling and you aren't getting as many customers as you used to because they're haters who are afraid of a little bit of E. coli. But let me tell you something. I've been a supporter from the moment I first tasted your delicious beans. And uh, I think a drive-thru is at hand. You're selling margaritas and freaking chocolate shakes now? Put that away. Nobody wants that. Open I was not up aware of that. a drive-thru. Actually, the one, I went to one in Houston when I went to the uh, <laughs> to the Drake concert. Yeah, I saw Drake live. Oh, yeah. No big yeah, deal. MBD. And they were like, do you, guys, do you want a shake? And I'm like, a shake? What? And they said, yeah, our margaritas weren't selling, so we're not doing that anymore. Now we're selling shakes. <laughs> and I was Fun. like, that, oh, wow. That must be a Texas thing. Excuse me? <laughs> I mean, you know, that's not a California thing. I've never, I've never seen shakes in... They don't have Chipotle. margaritas there either? Um, they don't. <laughs> no, they don't. Okay. And I, and, I, and I don't drink for... Stop. Just cut. Stop. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> but they, they, um, they need to open a drive-thru is really what the point of what I was saying is. It's the same thing with the, with, yeah, with the checkout line. It's just like, I don't, I sometimes just don't want to have to have an, an interaction with I'm just, somebody. It's because I'm afraid I'm going to say something stupid or, I don't know, I don't know what it is. It's not, it's not as bad as it used to be. I've gotten better, but I still am aware, like, my brain is talking to me while I'm talking to the person and trying to, like come off as chill. I'm chill. It's, everything's cool. You could talk to me. I could talk about right. anything. Right. Even though I it's can't. Like, it's an effort to seem effortless. Yeah. Oh, so much effort. And I, the thing is, is that I, I have this, like, desire to immediately want to connect with people in a, as deep a way as possible as soon as I meet them. And most people are not interested in that at all. See, I, I have the problem where it's like, I feel like I'm coming off as dismissive to people because I feel like I've come to a place where I've realized that most of the time, little trivial social interactions are pretty much worthless. <laughs> or at least not worth my time at that particular moment. Wow, because worth it's like your when I, time. When I'm, when I'm walking out of, of the best place on earth, which is Target. Obviously. Yeah. Uh, of course I'm going to choose self-checkout line because... Always. If, uh, what's going to happen is I'm going to, like, I'm going to walk up to the place where they do the checkouts. Mm-hmm. And what if they ask me a question about, like, how, how, how's your day going or something like that? I'm, I tend to be very, like, to the point. I'm trying to get out of here. <laughs> because I, I, I tend not to be good in those situations until, like, a certain point. Like, if I know that I'm going to be sitting down with a person who's interested in what I have to say and, like, we are going to be reciprocating in terms of what we're interested in and what we want to talk about, it, it's, like, like, a completely different person. Yeah. It's, it's exhausting sometimes. And that's why I really value my time alone. That's what makes you happy is being alone. <laughs> I was going to make another uh, a sponsorship joke. But I was like, you know what? Let, let me not get into the habit of being a lazy comedian because that's, you know, I'm a, I am a comedian now. <laughs> yeah. We're both comedians. Don't get me wrong. Don't get us wrong. We are comedians. 
<laughs> I mean, my life is a joke. I don't know if that counts. See, that's what you would call a lazy joke. That is a lazy... I, I was just demonstrating. I don't know what a good joke is, but I know that wasn't one of them. I'm so <laughs> sorry. Because um, the truth is, I don't have any friends, and it's unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. No, I do have one friend. Shout out to Jenna. I feel like I can't even remember the last time I made a genuine connection with somebody new. God. Wow, this is like, this is turning into a therapy session. (laughs) That's because you're busy trying to be famous. Like, what? Well, I am famous. Don't get, don't. Oh, I'm so sorry. Um,. I have a bunch I, of, I feel like that joke is not going to have legs for very much longer. What? It's not. This is the last time we're referencing <laughs> that. It's over. It's done. It is dead now. And we have scooped out the guts of the dead horse and stomped on those <laughs> and then set the horse carcass on fire. And now we're licking up the ashes. That so makes you know me what? happy. Let's <laughs> dead <laughs> Wait. Horse carcasses make you happy? <laughs> what? Anyways, we're going to have a moment of silence for the joke that Christian is famous. Okay, moment over. And thank you for coming to the end of that joke. <clears throat> <laughs> I have oh, a- my goodness. You know, hey, you know what else made me happy this Don't week? Don't yell at me. <laughs> <laughs> you know what made me really happy this week? Like, I... It was a notable moment in my life. Please tell me. Please. The Tiny Chef Show on Instagram. Oh, isn't it great? Literally the best thing that I've ever seen on Instagram. Shouts out to Kelsey for sending that to me. That was so fantastic. I've I've returned to it multiple times this week. Me too. In times of darkness. I was hoping that there was going to be a new episode, but there wasn't, I don't think. But I think they're developing it into like it's going to be like a real show. Where you can watch episodes and stuff. So I think it's just currently in development. Well, I mean, and that might be the the end of what I admire about it. When they turn it into something that's, like, scripted or whatever. No, but maybe it'll just be, like, longer. You know, it'll, it'll right. still be the same, but it'll just be, there'll be more of it. Yeah. Which would be great, because, man, hey, hey, listeners, if you haven't heard of The Tiny Chef, is that what it's called? The t- I think it's, the- yeah, The Tiny Chef Show. The Tiny Chef Show, you should look them up on Instagram, and you should um, watch the Follow videos. them and watch them. So funny. Oh. Because it's the best thing in the whole entire world. It's one of those things that are you seldom find on the internet these days that just has no other purpose but making people who watch it happy. Oh, so good. Hey, but let's talk like about politics. <laughs> just kidding. Control um, is an illusion. <laughs> or at least, like, the illusion of feeling like we have even the slightest bit of control. I mean... Is an illusion. If, we had, if, if I had true control, I would have been able to stop my own birth. But here we are. <laughs> <laughs> the thought of not existing makes me happy. <laughs> so some of you might be wondering, how did Christian and I know each other? And I know that none of you are wondering that because you don't care because we're strangers. But because we're trying to fill time, we're just going to discuss this. <laughs> so um, many moons ago, uh, my family and I moved to California. I'm not going to tell you what part, but I will say it is the better part of California. Um, <laughs> the northern part. <laughs> oh, and uh, 
Uh, my family and I moved to California, and uh, we lived there. And Christian and his family already lived there. And because we are six years apart in age, I had nothing to do with Christian at that time because I was a cool preteen who didn't give a f about anything and thought everything was stupid. And yeah, nothing has changed. I'm still a cool preteen who doesn't think anything's cool. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But yeah, so all I knew of Christian in his youth was that he was a whiny little bitch. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> No, he was, um, he was really, um, wow, what were you like? I was a whiny little bitch. You were really whiny. To be yeah. honest, you were just always very emotional. Um, I couldn't have put it better myself, honestly. You were always sad about something. I remember one time you threw a fit because your mom wouldn't drive back to your house to get a hat that you wanted to wear. Ooh, I'm um, sorry you had to see that. Yeah, you were just like, really like, just sad all the time. And Jonathan, Christian's little brother, had a crush on me. And it was really funny because I remember <laughs> he would come and sit next to me at church. <laughs> and he would just put his hand on my hand and just stare at me the whole service. And I'm like, what is this kid doing? <laughs> he was like four years old. And then he would be like, do you want me to, can I, do you want me to come to your house? And I was like, no, I don't. <laughs> But you are adorable. <laughs> he was so cute. I love. I didn't Jonathan. even know he did that. He did, and it was really funny to me. He, I love Jonathan. I still love Jonathan. He's just he's the great. wisest little... Well, he's not little anymore now. He is 100 feet tall, but he's still a cool kid. Shout out to Jonathan. Um, and, uh, yeah, I don't remember anything else about Christian. I'm so sorry. We only became friends because I kept forcing my way into their family... Um, every year for the past, like, 11 years. Um, by yeah, and it's fun because you got to kind of witness the... I, was, I witnessed the metamorphosis of the rock star that you know today as Christian. Beep. I'm not saying his last name. Um, <laughs> but let me tell you the metamorphosis, actually. Here, I have some stories for you. <clears throat> My first couple trips back, I still didn't interact with Christian very much because he was just a stupid kid who wanted to skateboard for hours listen you guys he would literally go outside and skateboard from sun up to sundown in the driveway of his hey, house I was committed and his driveway was maybe like six feet long but he was out there really sticking the landings or whatever skateboard lingo is they did with that actually how did you know how sticking the landings sticking, is what we say and sometimes like when i'm passing my he was tony hawking it <laughs> My, my skate crewmates, my former skate crewmates, I'm like, hey, sticking the landing, bro. Yeah, bro. Like, then we say we all say bro all the time. It's great. We're doing it's these, a community. These sweet six seventies, is that a number? Anyways, <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> so Christian did a lot of skateboarding and did not talk to me or engage with me in any way because he was better than me back then, even as a twelve year old or however. Old I mean, I could do I could do a kickflip, so I mean. I mean... What did you have on me at that point? Come on, bro. And I was sticking the landings, too. <laughs> so then, I think a couple years later... I mean, I visited pretty much every year, but the, the next phase of Christian's uh, metamorphosis was his Green Day phase. 
And this Ooh. is around the time that he began guitar, guitaring, as we call yeah. it. In the, in, in the biz, we call it guitaring. We call it guitaring. <laughs> and I was still not paying attention to him, but he did really love to listen to the song 21 Guns. Uh, always. Oh, wow, you're remembering these yeah. details very vividly. Uh, I, I mean, I just remember you sitting on the couch and like jamming to 21 Guns and asking me if I liked it, and I was like, I don't know what that is. No. Um, and then I think finally our point of connection was that he said he liked John Mayer, and I was like, oh, he's cool. That's cool. And then um, a little Christian with his little guitar would like show off how good he was at the guitar. And he'd be like, oh, I'm going to teach you. Let me teach you how to play. And then he would take the guitar from me and just start doing this crazy stuff on the guitar. And then I'd get up and leave the room because it was clear to me that he had no interest in showing me anything (laughs) except to show me his mad skills guitaring. (laughs) So that was the next phase in Christian's metamorphosis. And then um, I think that we actually decided, oh, I think we could be friends. The last, like, three years of my forced uh, visits to uh, bursting into his family's life every year. Because then that's when he became aware that other people were in the room when he was in the room. And uh, we're still working through some sort of friendship. I'll let you guys know how it goes. (laughs) Well, it's funny because looking back on some of these things, I feel like some of it was very intentional. Like, it was very out of character for me to, like make an exhibition of my Green Day <laughs> fandom. <laughs> like, I, I don't think that that was... I don't I, know I any like, other Green Day songs, but I do. Li- I did listen to 21 Guns for a second because I was like, oh, this is actually not a terrible song. I don't listen to it anymore because I have respect for my ears. But back then, I did, I did give it a couple of listens. Quite the musical shift yeah, it was. took place. But wow. thank goodness... Can you imagine if I was as old as I am now, like still wearing spike belts <laughs> and like straight? I mean, I'm I'm a black man, but I straight I used to straighten my hair. Christian did straighten his hair, and it looked very bad. But it was a necessary stage in my life. It was. We all have to go through those times where we are like, what What was I doing? I remember right. when I was younger, I used to. Um, I was incredibly shy and incredibly insecure. I'm still pretty insecure, but it was uh, next level. And I would wear overalls. I would wear like a sweater. I would wear overalls and then I'd wear a jacket over that. Because I wanted to hide myself as much as possible from any like physical interaction with other human beings. And I would just kind of walk around like very aware that I was sweating because I was wearing three layers of thick clothing. But I was like, I'm going to make sure I'm fully covered. There was a time when uh, Christian was dressing really similarly to Lenny Kravitz. And everyone, every, literally, we went out to eat or we went out for food or something. I need to stop saying literally. Anyway, we went out to eat. And at least three or four people were like, hey, Lenny, hey, Lenny Kravitz, you look like Lenny Kravitz. It was just really fun. It was more fun because Christian refused to embrace it or acknowledge it in any way or even find it amusing. And so it was really funny because he was, like, really annoyed by it. But I thought it was really funny. It was somewhere in between where I am now as a person and spike belts. (laughs) 
You know, it's just it's it's a, it's a wonderful thing just to see. And I apologize that you had to witness some of the darker sides of that. You know, it brought me closer to your family. I I feel very close to you and your mom. The other members of your family are fine, I'm sure, but um <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Shout out to Jonathan. Love you, man. Um uh, All right, so we have some questions here that we're going to ask I'm going to ask, and then, you know, maybe answer if I care to share. So that you guys, you know, our millions of listeners out there can get to know us. Actually, you know what? Let's have another moment of silence where I fourth wall continue to suggest that we have lots of listeners. That's not funny anymore. It's over. It's dead. Let's have a moment of silence for that joke. Moment's over. We're done with it. Okay. Thank you for attending a second funeral of a joke today. Okay. What would be your first question after waking up from being cryogenically frozen for 100 years? For 100 years? Mm-hmm. My first question would literally be, how long has it been? Because <laughs> I don't, I wouldn't know that it was 100 years. That's a good question, yeah. Um, and then probably, was this a decision that I made or was this decision made for me? I can't remember. How Can did I end please up? please answer this yeah, question? Like, how did I get here? That's a really valuable bit of information to know about somebody that you're trying to get to know. Yeah, it is. I would. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start asking that to all the people around me because I feel like it, all it's your important. Potential friends. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> all this the people is... that I haven't connected with. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's a great question. Only because I know the answer and I want to know what you say. How often do you play sports? <laughs> uh. <laughs> I have a complicated relationship with sports. Tell us more about that. Um, by well, complicated, you mean no relationship at all? By, by complicated, <laughs> I mean no relationship at all. I was the guy in grade school to run the opposite direction in football. <laughs> so we'll just leave it at that. Because It wasn't so much because I was inept as it was. Because we would hate for so, anyone to think that you're non-athletic. I get it. I, I mean, you know, I, I have a gift. I want everyone to know Christian is ripped. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, I'm not. When it comes to actually being athletic, I don't have any sort of aptitude there at all. But I think it was more so I would go through several stages of questioning my own decisions when I was playing sports. Mm-hmm. And when you're playing a quick game, you can't afford to overthink. <laughs> And that true. didn't work for me. And okay. before I knew it, I was running the opposite direction so, <laughs> and making a complete fool of myself. And so I'm, what I, one day when I can afford therapy, I'll... I'll You'll explore that? Explore I'll explore that, that and, and well, I try to mend that part you, of my life. I'm not a therapist, but I can just tell you that it seems what you're saying is that sports and being an overthinker don't correlate very well. They, they, don't, they don't go together extremely well. Okay. I'm going to do one more, maybe? Let's see here. Oh, you don't read books or watch movies, so that's useless. Uh, I love that you know me that well. What's the last text you sent? Let's see. The last text I sent was to you, and it said ready, (laughs) because I was ready. I was ready to pursue my, my destiny. Oh, right, okay. And the last text I sent was, um, 
Actually, hold on a sec. LOL. <laughs> so there, that concludes that exciting segment. We're super interesting people. <laughs> um, this this the this week's sponsor is um Austin's uh water crisis that we're currently going through, where I have to boil water because the water's contaminated right now. Um, just quick story. I had to bo- I boiled water last night. Well, I thought I had boiled water. I was on the phone with my friend for like an hour and I forgot that I was boiling water. So, like an an hour into our conversation, I suddenly remembered that I had the water the the stove on high and I go out there and there's no more water in the pot. The pot was filled. There's no more water and it's like just the pot is almost black. The original color of the pot was red and it had almost turned black and it was just white residue on the bottom of the pot. So this week's sponsor is Janelle almost burned her apartment down. Brought to you by Janelle's incompetence and lack of clean water in Austin right now. And sparkling ice. No, water. nobody wants that. Gross. You know what? It's disgusting poison and you need to stop drinking it before it starts eating up your inside. It is the most delicious liquid carcinogen drink.